John chapter 9 verse 4. I must walk the walks of him that sent me while it is day. The night comes when no man can walk. It's very, very important for us to note these scriptures as we go on this evening. There is no time to waste. That is why God is beckoning on us to do what? To maximize, to use this time. Use your time. Use this opportunity that you have. Maximize it. Arise. Because night is coming. And this night could be a, a night of your old age. It could be a night, maybe for the single sisters, that you will be getting married very soon. And your single chapter will be closed. You enter into this second chapter of your life. And if you don't maximize your first chapter, your singleness, there is no way you can be effective when you enter into the second chapter of your life. There are several women today that have carried over in their life and they are managing their marriage. They are battling with it because they did not make use or maximize the opportunities that they have when they were single. But God is talking about the opportunities for the gospel. Maximize your time. Use your time. You cannot store time. You cannot bank time. You cannot keep time. You can only use time. God is the one who has time. He has time in eternity. And time is in his hand. I want us to look at Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, 16 and 17. Redeeming the time because the days are what? They are evil. Why be you not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And I'm pushing us tonight that if you are a woman and this is our week, one of the things that you must not joke with is time. Whatever is important, whatever is urgent, go for it. Whatever is not important and is urgent, what do you do? Delegate it. Whatever is not important and is not urgent, neglect it. Use your time wisely redeeming the time because the days are evil and you can see how the devil is moving is doing his thing is occupying you and if the devil want to make you spiritual useless he occupy you physically when the devil want to make you spiritually useless he occupies you physically. He makes sure that you don't have time to pray. 
you don't have time to take a personal record of what you do in a day and what you are needed to do the next day. He occupies you physically so that you can become a piece of bread. And so, you discover today that there are so many Christians. They don't organize their time. They don't know how to use their time. They are everywhere, anytime. Everything is important to them. You cannot maximize the opportunity for the gospel that way. There are things you must take away completely from your life and face the reality. And we'll be looking at it very, very, very soon. One thing that God has helped me to learn very early in my life is what we are talking about tonight. Maximizing the opportunities of the gospel. It is what makes me to throw away and keep my certificate and come out for the Lord. I was a single sister, a missionary, before I met my husband. It was as a result of the gospel that they called me to a place to come and preach that makes me to meet him. You must take time tonight to pray. What we are dealing with tonight is not just uh, we should just carry our Bible and move from street to street. Sit down and cry for your life. There are so many crowns that you could have collected in heaven as a result of soul winning. But because we are not able to maximize the opportunity for the gospel, we have come back to zero point. There are some of us that are weak today. There are some of us that are prayerless today. Do you know why? It's as a result of lack of soul winning. So, I want us to push further, to push and see what God can do. When a harvest is ripe, you cannot regard the rain and say, Oh, I cannot go again to farm, to harvest these crops. God is, is, is touching our heart for us to know that there is a matter tonight. Do you know that God will not replace angels to come and preach to people? You are still the very person that must go preach the gospel. Now, as I look at this very particular uh, topic, I think we need to see the need to make the use of this opportunity. Why is God talking to us about maximizing this opportunity? Romans chapter 3, verse 23. I want us to look at it. Romans 23, uh, 3, verse 23. For all have seen and come short of the glory of God. God's glory is far from a sinner. Very, very far. That is why we must make use of this opportunity. 
maximize it. Why? Because God's glory is far, is far. And then the wages of sin is what? Is dead. The result of sin is what? Is dead. When you look at Romans chapter 6, verse 23 also. Dead is on top of the head of a sinner. When you see a sinner, what follows him is dead. The result of a sinner, being a sinner, the result is what? Is dead. So there is need for us to maximize our opportunity because a sinner cannot experience the glory of God. The glory of God is far away from a sinner. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter chapter 4 verse 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine to them. I want you to know that the condition of a sinner is that he is blind. Can you know? Can you see that when a sinner opens his eyes, he can only see. Physically, but is blind spiritually. That is a terrible condition. Very, very terrible. Do you know as much as your eyes can see physically, and your spiritual eyes are blind, you are the, you are the most terrible person. You can fall into a pit at any time. Something can happen to you unaware. Things can overtake you without seeing it. Why? Because a sinner is blind. The gods of this world have blinded them. They have eyes they cannot see. How can you have eyes and you cannot see? You can't see into the purpose of God for your life. Eh? Then you are using, you know, you are losing what you are supposed to do at a particular time. You are blind. How many of us are living with blind parents, blind relatives, blind friends in the offices where we worked? A sinner is a blind person. Look at Matthew 9. Matthew chapter 9. Verse 35 and 36. Look at and Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad, 
has sheep having no shepherd. You can see that the way of sinners is deep darkness, helpless. They don't have shepherds. No guide. There is no instruction. There is no correction. They go anywhere the devil is tossing them to and fro. They are into a deep darkness. They are helpless. No shepherd to guide them, to shepherd them. Not only that, look at Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 to 21. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, jealousies, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, contention, murderers, drunkenness, revealings, and such like of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. What does that mean? The condition of a sinner is that he carries God's judgment. He has no portion in the kingdom of God. He has no eternity to make to heaven. There is no way he can appear at the gates of heaven. So, this is calling for us to maximize the opportunity for the gospel. A sinner carries God's judgment. Their path is in the lake of fire. Look at Romans chapter 2. Romans chapter 2. Verse 8 and 9. But to them that are contentious, contentions, and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish on every soul of man that doeth evil of the Jews first and also of the Gentile. I'm reading it to us because it's not a new thing. But for us to just take note that there are certain scriptures that I'm reading to you today to steer up your heart so that you can maximize the opportunity of the gospel. Those that are contentious, those that are living in sin, sinners, those that obey unrighteousness, huh? you can see that the, the wrath of God is upon their life. They carry God's judgment. Look at Revelation chapter 21. Revelation 21 verse 8. But the fearful, the unbelieving, and the abominable, the murderers, fornicators, sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burns 
with fire and brimstone, which is the second dead. This is becoming a serious matter for my own heart. That even those of us that tell lies, all liars, the liars outside and the liars inside, the house of God. You know? Some of us, our mouths cannot just close. We must tell a small lie to get money from our husbands. Am I saying something? Eh? Your shoe is not bad. I need shoe. I need bag. I need this. And you are not going to buy it. Oh. You are going to use it for something else. All liars shall have their part in the lake of fire. And then he says, liars also, they carry what? They carry God's judgment. So you can see, look back again. The same Revelation 20, 11 to, 11 to 15. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there, were, there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. The books, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And the dead and the hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to their works. And dead and hell were cast into the lake of fire which is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So it is causing us to rise up quickly. And the matter of evangelism, we must use this time that we have. Because the judgment of God is upon sinners and their part in the lake of fire. Look at Isaiah 55. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 6 6 and 7 Do you know why we are talking this way? Because seek you the Lord why he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thought. And let him return unto the Lord. And he shall have mercy on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. I want to say here that he came as a lamb to be slaughtered. Eh? Very gentle and meek. God is coming back as the lion of the tribe of Judah. There is time for evangelism and there is going to be time that we don't have the time again to face evangelism. Face it now and use your time. Make use of the opportunity that God gives to you now that you are strong, now that you can go from place to place before the Lord withdraws his sense to glory. 
Things are going to happen terribly on earth. But for us who live a righteous and holy life, that has the fear of God in our heart, God will withdraw us before He will allow those things to begin to happen. I told us that time is not everlasting for us, but we have an everlasting God. God did not, cannot die. God lives forever throughout eternity. And then, if there is time for everything, it is time for us to seek the Lord now that we are alive. When are you going to maximize your time? When are you going to make use of the opportunity that you have in your place of work? I want you to think about it. God will not send somebody to replace you. You are still the very person that Jesus is talking about tonight. Call on him now because there is time that he will pardon sinners. He has come to die on the cross of Calvary. He's coming back as the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's coming back with judgment. He's coming back that we are going to stand before him. Those that die in the sea, the sea will bring them up. Those that die by accident, they will come up. Those that die by sickness, whatever way you have, you have gone to glory, God will bring people. We will stand on the judgment of, on the white throne. And God is going to judge everyone. Do you know that? Anyone that is named is not found written in the book of life. Yea, it shall not be your portion. And don't wish that is the portion of your mom or your dad or your uncle or your cousin. Hey, the judgment of the white throne is not a small thing. No. Everybody, no one will escape. And that is why this message tonight is both for your own personal life and also for those outside. Think about it. The Lord himself will guide us. The unrighteous man in his thought that God will abundantly pardon. Now is the time for us to arise. Time is coming that we no longer have access. There are places in Nigeria that you don't carry your Bible to go somewhere. In the far north. If you are going on the street and they see you with Bible, it's only one thing that they will do. Only one. Be gone. Pa! You are gone. There are places that you don't even go for evangelism. Don't make mistake. Just stay where you are and preach the gospel. But here it's not like that. Do you want to wait until they begin to close down churches, begin to burn people? There are places in the north now. I think Upper East. Is it Upper East or Upper West? Upper West, isn't it? You don't preach the gospel anyhow in Upper West now, in Ghana. So, if we don't rise up now, things are bound to happen. And it is time so that God can abundantly 
pardon. Look at what does that mean? I'm just trying to bring out that the time of mercy is now. That is why we must maximize our opportunity to preach the gospel. Another one is that the blood of sinners will be required from us. The blood of sinners will be what? Will be required from our hands, from our life. Look at Ezekiel 33, verse 6. I just wanted to remind us the reason or the need why we must rise up to quickly maximize our opportunity and get back to the street on our feet to preach the gospel. He says, But if the watchman see the sword come and blow not the trumpet, and the people be not warned, if the sword come and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity. But his blood will I require at the watchman's hands. Do you know we are watchmen over the city of Ghana? We are watchmen over our family. We are watchmen in our community. If there are Christians anywhere, wherever we live, God regards us as what? Watchmen. And if we are watchmen and we refuse to warn people about their wickedness and their sinful behavior and to collect them for Christ, and lead them to renounce their wickedness and accept Jesus in their life. The blood of those people will be required from your hand. And it's a very fearful thing for you to be a murderer. God looks at us as murderers, seeing sinners, laughing and eating with us. Some of us, we go for lunch in the afternoon in our workplace with them. And you cannot smile and say, when will you give your life to Jesus? The way I have done it. You can see the joy in my heart. When? So, we are seeing that the blood, you cannot, you know, replace this commitment and this commission with anything. If his blood will be required, from us, the blood of sinners, then where are we going to appear in heaven? I want us to ask our, uh, ourselves that question. If God is going to require the blood of all the sinners that are passing by us, and those of us that we have compromised our stand, and we have hide our Christianity, so that they will not say that this one is doing it too much. When I was in school, hmm, Everybody knows that I will marry them. All the brothers say, your own is too much. You are too extreme. And it's better like that so that God will be saving me from all these unnecessary things. And so, in the school, they will yap, they will mock, they will do so many things. There are many things they did for me in the school. But God has kept me because of the gospel. I'm alive today, preaching the gospel. I love to preach the gospel. I want to live for the gospel. I want to die for it. I say, Lord, here am I. Use me anywhere, anytime. They say, the way you are going, you cannot marry you. I say, that man that God has for me, 
it will come through this gospel way. And God brought it to pass. The last thing I want to mention in that place is Matthew, uh, John chapter 4. John chapter 4. John 4.35 Say not you, there are yet four months, and then comes harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes, and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Do you know that God has gone ahead of us? In our generation. And people are tired of the sin that they are living. A drunkard was brought to the Kangoshen one day. I think for one of our first meetings. And he's so drunk. And they told us that he will never leave his drunkenness. And that if he leaves it, he will not be normal. So a brother just tried it and brought him. If you see how useless this man is, he was going to die because there is nobody to give him those strong drinks that he's drinking. He was just... And he's already dying. After the meeting, when he escaped, we did not see again his back. He ran away. So, preaching the gospel is an urgent matter. Because... You cannot say there is still four months. Eh? Comes the harvest. Do you have eyes to see? Can you see that sinners, they don't know what to do with their life? Only the gospel. Preach the gospel. Maximize your opportunity and preach the gospel. Now, I want to First of all, mention to us why we are looking at the need for us to urgently arise to preach the gospel. I also want to tell you that there are benefits of so winning. Oh, I can go on with my own personal testimony to testify to you that if you are a soul winner and you are a missionary, and you are a fit woman or a fit man, and you love people, you want them to come to the kingdom of God. Oh, God. Ha! There are benefits. There are rewards. And there are awards awaiting us in heaven. Daniel 12, 3. Daniel Chapter 12, verse 3. What did he say? What did God say in that place? And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever, forever, times ever, equals to ever. You stand out as a star among others. Here on earth and also in heaven, you will shine as stars, as many that turn the unrighteous people to righteousness, 
as many that have time to face sinners. And they are responsible people who took the lives of people to preach to them and they gave their life to Christ. You will stand out to be a shining star. That is why I love Jesus. You know, sometimes they say, this woman has come again. You see, there are many things I've heard. There are many things that people throw to me. They thought that I'm an imbecile. Some of them thought that, eh, maybe I didn't, make my, my, I didn't go to school very well. They do look down on me. Sometimes they say, is it this woman that is coming to talk to us? Why can't you give up these psychedelic people that can talk through their nose, run and run, and their phonetics is so sharp? With my cut and nail and the way I am, there was one day, I don't have slippers to wear. I came to Ghana newly that time. That time we used to have the discipleship class at the, at the, at the top there. And somebody was just looking at my feet. I said, well, you cannot take me away from, from this place because I have what I wore. Do you know what I wore? I took my, fat, uh, my husband's uh, sandals and I wore it. That day, I did not even know because I was rushing from Nungwa with all the heavy books. My, my shoulders were paining me because I was just coming with the books here and I just discovered that, hey, my legs were covered with dust. I don't mind what people say. From there, I went to the barrack. There was one church near the barrack. I met one captain there. She's a doctor. She's the one, you know. I went there to preach. They were looking at me like the, the way they look at me. I'm supposed to go and buy a new shoe before I come to, uh, to talk to them. I don't mind them. Do you know what I'm doing? God is seeing my heart. Something is happening to me. And I know that I will be among the shining stars. Not only here, but in heaven. I'm praying that you will last long to see my life. It's not in terms of money. It's not in terms of clothes. It's not in terms of display of ability. But the little that God has helped me to handle. Yeah. When God gave me Joanna Aka. It was amazing. And as I spent time with her, she said, Mama, please. This work, I'm leaving it. I said, not because of me. I didn't come to Ghana for you to resign from your work. Say, ah, we will be in the guest guide. They are five like that. They are still standing. One has gone to be with the Lord. Then we started and started and started. So many things changed concerning Joanna Aka. And I know you know the wife of Brother Charles ever growing. She threw away so many things. She said, Mama, no, 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 no. no. If the kingdom of God is like this, then I have wasted my time oh, in fashion. You know some of us, we use five hours to be in the saloon. Sinners are perishing. You don't have 15 minutes to give them the bullet so that they can turn from their wickedness and accept Jesus. 
you are busy there, how you will look like, how good you will look like, how beautiful you will look like, what to wear and what not to wear. Hey! Sister! I went to a place. Almost ten people were on top of somebody's head. It's good to be neat, isn't it? It's good to be fine, isn't it? But when you do it above winning soul, you don't have a portion of reward in the kingdom of God. You can enter the kingdom of God because you are born again, you have received Jesus as your personal savior, and you will have that eternal life. But in the kingdom of God, maybe you will be one of those that will clean my, my, my mansion. Yeah, you can say, hey. you know, sometimes I look at people, hey, these Nigerian people, when, yeah, these Nigerian people, I say, yes, we are Nigerian people before you, but in the kingdom of God, there is no Nigerian person. Shining as stars. You imagine yourself squandering your time. One day, somebody said, they must eat fufu every Sunday until they pounded the hand of one sister. As she was turning like this, Pwah! everybody left the fufu and they went hospital. Pa, 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 pa. Anything that will take away your time, eating your time, maximize your time. There are certain things that for me, I take it away. Let it go. Let my certificate, let it go. Even my children, let it go. A little, I was talking with my sister this evening. What I'm facing with my children. I said, for the sake of the gospel, <laughs> we cannot be on the same platform in heaven. There are many things that some of us have dropped. There are things that we cherish. Ten boxes of clothes, my sister, I want to ask you, what are you doing with it? They say, we are going on mission. Your clothes is there. Take me. Use me. Take me. Use me. Stars in heaven. And you know when they say people, they are stars. They stand out to shine. You don't compare stars that are shining. With any other. They stand out. Are you standing out for God? Do you want to stand out for God? Go and win so. Just take a practical step tomorrow. Go to 37 that is nearer to some of us during the visiting hour. Eh? If you want people to hear you quickly, go to the accidental world, the emergency. And say, Jesus is here. Give your life to Christ and it shall be well with you. Do you know that some of us, we have not put into practice the gift of God that is dying out inside. Stars. I cannot tell you how it will be even on earth. People will know that this one is fire. We, yesterday we talked about disciple making. 
And as I continue with this, my young lady, very, very smart. I said, this your house help will soon go. <laughs> because God will be arresting you concerning certain things that you must rise up to do because you are young. You leave your children from morning till night. You are not doing anything. They must sweep for you. They must cook for you. You will eat the whole food and still complain. And yet, you are not even using that time to preach the gospel. Maximize your opportunity. Your time. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 30. My time, oh God, have mercy. Hmm. And you know, it's part of it. We can give a special number sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> but me, you have no, you have not always. But my time is going. Let's see what God will do tonight. Proverbs 11.30 The fruit of the righteous is the tree of life. He that winneth so is what? God's wisdom is attached to a soul winner. You cannot win soul and be foolish. You know what to do and what not to do. But foolishness, because it's in the life of some of our Christian sisters and brothers, is as a result of not winning souls. A soul winner. Is a wise person. When you win souls, it makes you wise. Do you want to see wisdom of God? Go and win souls. You will see the wisdom of God in action, practically. He that winneth souls is wise. Do you know God is giving us a secret of what we are going to be in heaven? Do you know some of us thought that as we are here now, we have come for today's service, yesterday's service, on Sunday's service. You give your offering, you, you give for the work of God and everything. And so winning. No. You don't know what you are doing. You are taking away the wisdom that God could have added to you to be more wise. Because you are using your opportunity, your lifetime to gather your crown. Before God will take us to glory. Luke 15 verse 7. I say to you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repents. More than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Hi. When you see somebody who is out for God, especially in soul winning, that person is a joyful person. You cannot read the challenges on the face. <laughs> Sometimes people may not know what you pass through as a soul winner or a missionary, but that that work of God, that burden inside, it causes joy to ooze out of your life. Your face is smiling. Do you know that there are people who practice how to smile when something happens? 
they don't smile. Why? Do you know why? There is no joy inside. What causes joy in heaven is no longer happening in your life. So your smile, your joy is calculated. That is why you can easily fight people. When somebody talks to you, lack of joy inside, the joy, the joy of the Lord is my strength. You remember that chorus? The joy of the Lord is my strength. He gives me living water and I thirst no more. He gives me living water and I thirst no more. He gives me living water and I thirst no more. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Joy! Unspeakable joy! When it's not in your life, sister, I'm greeting you and you are not answering me. Who are you? See? What do you think you are? It's because there is something. Not just what you said. It is the lack of joy. People fight their husbands. Why? Lack of joy. Where is my food? Your food is on the table. Is the meat finished? There is no meat in the house. Eh, you look at your pocket and let me know. Lack of joy. But do you know that if you are bringing out, up somebody and the lady is with you, hmm, living with you, when you see the lady, any challenge that is around you is gone. Because you are a mother. But some of us, no child, spiritual children, no joy. What we made God in heaven, you know, to rejoice over you is when you arise to go and win soul. Joyful person, winning soul, make you very, very joyful. A few days ago, I just need to kneel down and cry to heaven. And it amazes me the way God comes down to wipe away my tears. I cried and cried and cried and cried. I continued. I was wailing. I was praying. I said, Lord, have mercy. And that is why so many choruses that I sang about the mercies of God. And God began to walk. I just saw light coming in my heart. Joy coming in my heart. I say, Father, it amazes me the way my prayer is like taking a flight from here. 45 minutes flight to heaven. And God sees it. What is it? I'm praying for Suyani. I'm praying for Doma. I'm asking God to do something. When I heard how the meeting was great, how the meeting... Ah, I said, my joy will be when we enter heaven. Eh? Some of us, if you don't take time, you become a footmat in heaven. Oh. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name.
Look at Ephesians chapter 6 verse 15. What did he say? And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I don't know how to explain this matter. That we are on a battlefield. We are facing darkness. We are facing whatever makes a sinner to enjoy Satan. We, are, we want to rescue them. We are soldiers of Christ. We must have our legs eh, with our spiritual boots. You know a soldier in the barrack, no matter how they are guarded with all the, uh, they are armed and they are going for maybe peacekeeping or they want to do one thing or the other and they are practicing on the field. Can you imagine a soldier with the belt with the, with, the, with the gun, with the helmet, and there is no shoe. Can he run? Snakes and coffins can bite when you go on a barefooted legs, isn't it? The shoes, the spiritual boots, what can make you on earth to have authority over scorpions of life, over snakes and serpents of life, is what is your spiritual stability, which is the shoes of the gospel. When you wear your spiritual boots, preaching the gospel of Jesus, no evil shall befall you. All the snakes of the earth, all the, all the scorpions that could stink you, that will come near you. Ah, because you are on the battlefield as a soldier. You are calm, running against all the strategies of the devil. You can use your, your, your boots. To knock Satan's head. Bah! Leave this man alone. He has become a child of God. Certain things happen to us. Unexpectedly. Sometimes it's because of lack of our shoe. For our spiritual stability. We don't have what it takes to run. To overtake. To stand. To face every strategy of the devil. Why? Because the preparation of the gospel of peace. One day one sister said she couldn't go on rapture. She couldn't rapture in a dream. And God was showing her that her feet is too heavy for her to fly. And she saw believers, they took up. And do you know what happened? It's because she has not been evangelizing. So God spoke to her and said, rise up now and start. Since then, I myself, I will never forget that day when she was saying it. That many will not take part in rapture. Why? Because their feet is too heavy to fly. Where are you going? We are here together. You told lie. I told lie. We are here together. So, 
we need issues of the gospel to be able to stand against all. I'm talking about not some of the strategy. All the strategies, the schemes of the devil. And you can see that today we can stand against scorpion and snake. When your boot is fortified, is strong, you are put, you are put on your, your socks and you have tied your, your boots with the preparation of the gospel. You can, you can march on the scorpions and you can march on the snakes. All forms of snake bite, all forms of wickedness, all forms of, of evil. When you wear your spiritual boots, you can stand. It will not stink you. It will not, it will not even come near you. The Lord will help you and help us in the name of Jesus. Look at Isaiah 52, verse 7. Taking a little bit of your time. Sorry. Isaiah 52. 52 verse 7. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of him that brings good tidings, that publishes peace, that brings good tidings of good, that publishes salvation, that, that said to Zion, your God reigns. Hallelujah. Matthew 6.33 Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 Verse 6 says the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things shall be added unto you. Here I want to say that divine provisions, divine provisions, eh, you will never lack. Even when you suffer for a while, but God will feed you. Ha, I have mommies, I have uncles, I have sisters, I have cousins, I have friends in this Ghana. Children of God. I think I saw my mother last in, 19, uh, in 2018. During the COVID, I couldn't go. And then this Boko Haram, our place, I can't go like that. I can only send something to her. My brothers, my sisters, we are from a big family. The same parent, the same father, the same mom. We are ten. I'm number one. But I want to tell you that I live here as somebody that is only a child of his parent. But do you know what? I never lack fellowship and relationship. Divine. From heaven. I can choose in between sisters. I'm just enjoying fellowship with people. Divine provisions. When you put God first, when you go and win so first, whatever happens, you are laid first. The kingdom of God and all his righteousness. Every other thing is going to be an addition. But when you pursue things and you leave God, uh-huh, God will allow you to face your battle. You will go from Mokola to Nima. From Nima, you go to where you can get things cheap. Me, I'm in my house. God will just bring it for me. 
divine provisions. And I see that when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, every other thing, whatever it is, just wait, it will come to pass. God will be ministering to you in a divine way. Look at also what Paul said in First Corinthians chapter 9. Verse 11. If we have sown to you spiritual things, it's a great thing. If we shall reap your carnal things. Do you know what it means? You see, I saw Paul as a father to many, many, many lives. And I saw people also coming to Paul to minister their own carnal things to him as a result of the souls that he has won to the Lord. So sometimes, can I also put it in the reverse? That when you don't win souls to the Lord, you don't have spiritual children all around you. If God provides two sacks of rice, what will you do with it? He won't even give it to you. So sometimes, it's as a result of what? Lack of evangelism. That divine provision. When last, do you see divine provision? You only use the money. You go, you suffer out of your sweat. God is speaking to somebody tonight. Hmm? God works with you. God is committed to you. When you yourself, when you are a soul winner, God is committed to you. Ha! Ah, God is committed to you. Look at Mark chapter 16, verse 20. Mark chapter 16. Verse 20. What did he say? And they went forth and preached everywhere, and the Lord walking with them, and confirm, confirming the word with signs and wonder. God is walking with them wherever they go. And if you go to Mark, uh, the, uh, the, the Great Commission, you will also see that God said, I will be with you wherever you go, isn't it? And God also confirmed it. When the apostles, they were going from place to place, even he came to encourage Paul. That don't be, don't be afraid, I'm with you. Withhold not your peace. Go, minister to them. So, God works with you. God commits himself to you. God confirms his word with signs and wonders. And when you go back a little in that place, you will see that in 17, the same scripture, Mark chapter 16 from 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. God is always with soul winners. God confirms His word in their life. You can read the rest. Acts chapter 5, where, where Paul healed people. 5, 12 to 16. You can also look at Acts chapter 19, verse 11 and 12. 
how the sick were recovered through the handkerchief and through the shadow of the apostles. Things were happening. Not only that, another point I want to make is in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. Let me just read it for us to see. Don't look at your watch again. Oh. 28, verse 20. Teaching them to observe all things, whatever I have commanded them, and see, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Anywhere you go, God is with you. Eh? That is, you have access to God's presence. Does that matter to you? The presence of God is more than the presence of thousands of men. Hmm? Access to God's presence. Always. Every time. God has been with me always. There was this fateful night when I was persecuted. I was in the barracks. My mother was bringing, you know, what we normally term banku. Fling it. Ha! Narrow escape. And then she tore my clothes. And they say, oh, look at her. Hey. Maybe she went to sleep with somebody somewhere. <laughs> so the next inspector just gave me, uh, the wife gave me something to tie. That's how I ended up sleeping in the drum. I, I, I slept in the drum. Have you ever experienced sleeping in the drum before? You are so comfortable, eh? In your comfort zone. You don't know what people have suffered in life. I have come out by 2 a.m. to go and eat like a dog. Hmm? Tiptoe. And I went through the back door. And then my friend, my sister, that we grew together in faith, her own uncle was ASP. While we are in the inspector's quarters, in between there was a very big, thick bush. She put the food there, and then she came, whispered to me in the afternoon as if she's going somewhere, then I understood. Because this time around, my parents, they don't give me food anymore. I was teaching my salary, my father will collect it. Food, they won't give it to me. They say I should go to those brothers and sisters that I'm following and speaking with new tongues. As we are speaking in tongues like this, that there is no persecution in our own day, it's not like that. They say we have taken some evil spirits. So, I came to where she kept the food and I ate it. enter. Immediately I entered to go to my room. My father was going to ease himself. I said, Father, thank you. Jesus. The small I was able to eat. But do you know, God is with me always. Look at these occultic people. They are going for their own uh, occultic ceremony in the midnight with their calabash. They call them Amok Ogboni Fraternity. And I was there. When they throw light, it will quench. And they are drawing nearer. And I saw light on the tree. I 
don't know what it means. You know all this cry that people used to cry in the night. They say they are witches and wizards. Hmm. I don't know whether, whether they are witches or they are wizards. But now the light is a matter to me because the church that I thought is a church is not a church. They are all called people. They meet in the night as if they are going for a night vigil. Oh, as they approach me, my head was swollen. I say, yes, there is something here. God, you promise that wherever I am, there you will be with me. Lord, you are here. Lord, you are here. Lord, you are here. You are here with me. I shouted in tongue. I was praying. I closed my eyes. The light was coming. They were coming. They were coming with cutlass. They were coming with every kind of thing in their hand. I said, Lord, you are here. I will not die this way. This is not the road to heaven. Oh, Lord, will you watch me die this way? Lord, Lord, you are with me. You are with me. You are with me. You are with me. I prayed. I prayed as if that is my last prayer. I opened my eyes. I did not see them again. When you win soul and you stand for Jesus, lo, I am with you always. The reason of your bad, bad dream, eh? You see yourself inside water. You see yourself sometimes. You get accident. All those things, you are supposed to go and cast it out from people's life. You are not the one to experience it. When you win so access to God's presence, it brings addition to the growth of the church. Acts chapter 6, verse 7. And the word of God increased, and the number of disciples multiplied. Jerusalem greatly, in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of priests were obedient to faith. I want to challenge you. Do you want everywhere to be filled in this place? The growth is not also in numbers. They grow also in the, in the word of God. So we need. So we need, know. When a church is winning so, there is an addition in that church. They won't spend their energy physically. But when you spend your energy to win souls, most members, when the members of the church are mostly soul winners, higher, it brings addition, multiplication. Do you know sometimes when they say, who are the people coming newly to this church? If you have heart for God, immediately they are taking them somewhere. What do you do? You carry your Bible, you carry your pen and your paper. Please, sir, I want to take one. Oh, can you give me two? Sister, where do you live? What is your number? I'm coming there. Ah, this and that. If all of us that are present tonight are doing it, do you think this place will not be filled? God is expecting this meeting to bring revival. And I'm praying that you have not just invited me to waste my mouth. I'm just begging God that you will take seriously. Do you know some of us, we don't even care what we are saying. Just 
You can do that now. <laughs> Time is coming. You will remember me. You remember that we talked. The work of Satan is destroyed. First John chapter 3, verse 8. Don't worry, we will close. I will leave the rest until another time. I hope you'll be happy. The work of Satan is what? Is destroyed. He that committed sin is of the devil. For the devil sins from the beginning. For this purpose, what happened? The Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. A soul winner destroys the works of the devil. Is demon destroyer. Do you know as Paul went to the city, eh? he troubled the city. They cast him to the prison. He was clapping hands with, uh, with Silas. Paul and Silas, they pray, they clap, and the Holy Ghost came down. Earthquake. The prison door opened. Ah! If you are the one that they kept in prison, what will happen? Your phone calls all the colonels, all the, uh, the people we know in the authority in Ghana. There will be phone calls all over to come and bring you out of the prison. But it was amazing that half of the epistles was written in the prison by Paul. Maximize the opportunity. Eh? Destroying the works of the enemy. Second Corinthians chapter 3. We'll be rounding off with this. Verse 18. But with all, with open face, beholding, as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory as by the Spirit of the Lord. What does that mean? There is a transformation. Ah! When you win souls, transformation in the community, transformation in your life, transformation in the church, transformation in the nation, transformation all over. Wherever soul winners are found, there is transformation. A harlot can become what? Can become a saint, a drunkard, can become a godly husband. Eh? A smoker can turn to become a pastor. Transformation. All kinds of transformation. Why? Because you are committed to evangelism. It brings transformation. Do you want to see transformation? Go for evangelism. You will be so surprised. You know, when we began to go from Bible study to listening of the message. We now come to, to how to prepare Bible study, how to prepare seminars, how to prepare, you know, workshops. Ah, when, when Joanna writes like this, I say, no, it's not like this. Go this way. Thank God for her endurance. Thank God. She endured my molding hand. She endured my correction. She endured my discipline. This thing, we cannot present it. It's not sharp. It's not pointed. It's too flat. Can you go out again and look at the scriptures on what to do? But now, I, I don't need to be there for her 
to be to be to 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 do Bible study, to do workshop, to do this transformation. How when the first day I knew her, I say, hey, these big big women, me, I'm not qualified to talk to them. All. Especially when she comes to the to to Bible study, she always fling the key of their car like this, and me, I just. These people, God, begin to break their hands, begin to speak to them. Oh, Father, have mercy. But now, fire has come. Then, there are many things that we withdraw. Say, you do it. You do it. You go. Do it. You, you can do it. Hey, you can do it. I push and push and push and push. Transformation. If you rise up tonight and make up your mind, First thing that you will experience is the transformation of your spiritual life because you will pray for those souls. You will also read your Bible. How many times? In this meeting, I went through from first, uh, uh, the book of Acts, to 10, from 20 to the end. I continue. Yesterday, I was looking at the story. I was looking at the Acts of Paul. I said, uh -uh, what kind of example is this? They throw him through the basket. He went to another place. He went to Macedonia. He came back. He lives in the country. Different, different, different places. He did a lot. And I'm praying that God himself will help us to do the same in the name of Jesus Christ. Please endure a little and we'll be rounding up. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Look at it. From now on, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but to all them also that love his appearing. A soul winner loves the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Crowns await a soul winner. Ha! Crowns are awaiting us. Those that will not be ashamed of the gospel, crowns await us. Crowns. Saul came last, and he is the first to finish. He maximizes his time. Read Act of the Apostle. I want you to read it from chapter 9 to the end. You will be hearing what Paul did, what Paul did, what Paul did. They put him in the prison. He preached in the prison. They put him in another prison. The prison door opened up. He came out. He was in another city. There is nothing he did not do. Prison cannot be a place of money. I don't know when God will bring me out. Ah, he took notes. He wrote the scriptures. Half of the epistles in the New Testament he is Paul. It's Paul that wrote them. He came last. He became first to finish. God even showed him. Crowns are awaiting me in glory. Do you want to be Methuselah on us? That you'll be old and people, Mama, 
Take time, take time. Yeah. Put your leg here. God forbid. My cry inside is to finish and go away. What is in this world? Clothes, we fade away. Shoe, we fade away. Fame, we fade away. Crowns are waiting us in glory if we rise up to win souls to the Lord. I cannot explain to you crown of righteousness. God opened his eye. He saw it. You know that Paul did not marry. Do you know why he did not marry? The zeal of the Lord has consumed him. That to marry is a waste of time. For him, he was maximizing his time. Do you know why? He has spent his life killing Christians, doing wicked things. It's only God that can confront him. He was on his way to Damascus to go and kill the saint. And God appeared to him and smite him with blindness. That's your eye that used to see Christians to kill. Fiam! He was there for a season. And God has to send Ananias to come and pray for him to receive his sight. When he received his sight, what did he say? Lord, what will thou have me to do for you? He maximized his encounter. So when they throw him into prison, he says, What for? I have lived my life of murdering. I have persecuted the church. So now, this is what to do for God. My sister, what are you going to do for God? Crowns. The last one is that Jude. No Jude. Can I say Jude chapter 1 now, verse 23? That's the last. Jude. 23. And others save, save with fear, pulling them out of fire, hitting even the garments spotted by the flesh. You know, when you win so, it brings increase of the kingdom of God and also you depopulate the kingdom of hell. The kingdom of hell is being decreased and the kingdom of God is on the increase by evangelism. You are pulling out souls. You are snatching them out of hell. You are increasing the kingdom of heaven on earth. What a life to live for. Somebody said, hey, only, only you people are called. Though. There is no special call. Evangelism. Everybody is called to do evangelism. Everybody. And that is why God will not spare us on the last day. Every one of us. The last thing I want you to have at the back of your mind is these two scriptures. One, I want to just mention it. The woman of Samaria. Do you remember her? Do you see how she maximized the opportunity that she has when she received Jesus into her life, when she saw that this is the this is Messiah, what did she do? She left first of all her what? She there was a drop of what of her water, her water pot when she went to Jesus. Eh, this is the well that our forefathers used to used to talk about. Eh, you, 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 you are talking to me. Eh, 
that I should give you a drink. Am I the one to give you a drink? Her mouth was sharp like razor blade. Ah! She talked and overtalked. And she came to a point. Eh, you have eh, eh, water that when I drink, I will have internal life. I will not test again. And look at you. You don't even have a drawer. What are you going to draw with? Sinners, eh? Mercy. Mercy, oh. She looked at Jesus, do her own thing. You know she's a harlot. The Bible described them in the book of uh, Proverbs. It said that their mouth is smoother than oil. Like parrots. But when God, when Jesus hit her more, go and call your husband. I have no husband. You have said the truth. She encountered him. When she encountered him, do you know what she did? She did not waste time again because she has been wasting time going up and down with men. She sleep here. This one is her husband today. Another day, this one is her husband. When she met Christ, those wasting of time that she has spent her life doing nothing on earth. The Bible says she left the water pot and did what? She ran to the city. Come and see, oh, come and see. Come and see what the Lord has done. Come and see what the... Madam, what happened? Ah, I'm no longer your customer. Come, oh, come and see. Come and see, come and see, come and see. The Bible says she commanded the men in the city. They followed her to the Lord Jesus Christ. She maximized her time. Come and see how she... Call the people. Come and see what she said on top of her voice. And when the people came, they repent, they gave their life to Christ. When will people follow you to church? Madam, when will you pay for people and put them in trotro and say, let's go. Let's go, madam. God will encounter you. My pastor will pray for you. This is what to do. This is how to do it. This is how to go about it. Oh, your problem will be solved. If Jesus enters, that is all. The only thing is to open the door of your heart. Don't mind what will happen. The door of your heart fell. When Jesus enters, every other thing will be solved. So as we pray tonight, the last scripture I will read is 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26 and 27. There is a lot that I want to say but I cannot continue. Let us look at it and we'll be praying. First Corinthians chapter 9. When you get back home, I'll be giving you some scriptures that you will go and read. That is if you will read them. First Corinthians chapter 9 verse 27, 26. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Is it not NTL that talk about shadow boxing? Shadow boxing. And the this other easy English also. 
is there for you to, to see. God is bringing us for us to mean business with him. We should not just do, you know, shadow box. Have you ever seen boxer before? They are coming in as if they want to hit your this thing. But they just do as if they will hit your stomach. But they themselves, they are just doing shadow boxing so that they can also shield their eye, shield their stomach, shield their chest. They are doing, they are not meaning it. They are not, they are not, you know, real. Sister, come out so that God will help your life now. Because time is coming. We have read it before. Time is coming. That no longer will not be able to do what I'm saying tonight. And as we pray and, and, and beg God for our own life, I want you to take note that there are opportunities that God has given us, which you know, I didn't start with it, but I want you to also take note of these opportunities. This opportunity of your own life The opportunity of your own life. The opportunity of your life becoming a testimony. You can testify. And through your testimony, people will come to the Lord Jesus Christ. You can also, you know, your, your life, your family, your relatives can be an opportunity for you to preach the gospel to them. Your workplace can be a platform that can preach the gospel to people. Ceremonies, funerals, isn't it? You meet different, different kinds of people during funerals. And you sit with them, you eat with them, you laugh with them, you cry with them. Why can't you open your mouth and preach the gospel? You can preach the gospel during funeral. You can make your wedding anniversary uh, a time. You can invite two or four families, apart from the families that you know in the church, your neighbors, you can say, please, so, eh, Mama Jeanette, eh, Ajua, go and tell your mother that I'm here. I want to see her. Eh? Mama Kofi, please, I want you to come. There is something that is happening here. We are just 30 years in marriage. We are just 37. Please come and share. You cook rice, you make cake and everything. And why they have come? You say, hmm, okay, maybe my, my wife can share with you how we met and what happened and uh, how my life was, how God encountered us. You are already preaching the gospel. It can be naming ceremony. You are rejoicing with them and at the same time, you are greeting people. How is Jesus today in your life? Oh, do you know? It's, it's nice meeting you. How is everything about you? Oh, young lady, you look so beautiful. Are you beautiful for Jesus? Ah, which kind of thing is it? Ah, that's the truth. Oh. You look so pretty. But inside, what can make you pretty is Jesus. Oh, there is life. Are you born again? Ah, born again. In the school, Bogbele taught us something. That when we go to a church... We should aim at people in the front, people at the back, people at the side, the both sides, four people at the same time. And when they close service, you are greeting, oh, madam, how are you, brother? Please wait for me. <laughs> parties, your birthday parties, 
Eh? You imagine you share alone your birthday. Maybe if it is not the time, you can create time and say, please, so, birthday, let's share together. During birthday, during the wedding anniversary, everything, all the ceremonies, every, every place that you have opportunity, preach the gospel and you will see Jesus, you know, helping you and signs and wonders will follow you that believe and in the name of Jesus every kneel shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is the Lord. Let's pray together. Let's pray together. We have seen that preaching of the gospel is urgent. Why it is day? Let's walk. Night is coming when no man shall walk. You cannot see somebody walking in darkness. Let's beg God for our life tonight. We have seen that we can shine our stars. We can be joyful. It will give us spiritual stability. We'll be able to fight battles and all scorpions, snakes, cobras. They won't come near us. All forms of wickedness will not hit us in life. Divine provision is there. Protection is there. God, God is committed to your life. My sister, can you plead with God that God, please, show me mercy. Show me mercy tonight. Help me, Lord. As we round up tonight, have you felt in your heart that so many things have happened to you because of lack of soul winning. And you want to rededicate your life tonight, not necessarily wherever you are. Lift up your hands to the Lord and God sees that hand. Don't be ashamed to lift up your hand because as you identify with God, God will go forth to identify with you wherever you are. Father, we thank you tonight. We pray, O oh God, that as we identify with you concerning soul winning, you will grant us more grace to live this life of soul winning and that you will teach us to number our days, that we will apply our heart with wisdom to maximize this opportunity for the gospel. Father, we plead with you tonight, O oh God, that you open our eyes and teach our hands, O oh God, that as we go from street to street, from place to place, you will be, we will become soul winners for you. Lord, no matter the mockery, no matter how people see us, Father, I pray that none of us, O oh God, will be ashamed of you, but we will proclaim to people that you are the one, you are the only way to eternal life. Thank you, Father, for hearing us tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen.